What is good, everybody? Um, what is up? My name is the Mini Manual. I go by Dom, and I just want to formally welcome you to Black Art Radio. Before I start, I'm going to give you a little background about myself. So I am 19 years old. I am an African-American, strictly African, because I was born in Nigeria and moved to the U.S. when I was eight years old. So I'm an immigrant. Um, I am a legal studies and cultural studies double major at Roger Williams University. Let's go Hawks. <laughs> and so the reason why I decided to, you know, start this podcast is because I'm also a Christian and God led me to using this platform into reaching people my age and older or younger that need to hear some of the things that I have to say and that God has blessed me to deliver to everybody. And so the reason behind the name Black Art, um, these six letters involved in that name are six things that I strive to do and we should all strive to do. The first one is the B that stands for boldness, striving to be bold and to go out no matter what people are going to say. The second is liberty, the idea of being free and being liberated, not only within yourself, but in the community. The K stands for knowledge, being able to gain knowledge, but also give it out. The A stands for being above the stereotypes and above outward expectations. The R stands for restore, which is being able to restore your confidence in yourself and in your community. And the T stands for thrive, which is something that we all should be doing is thriving for greatness and thriving to see what we can achieve for ourselves and to help our community. And so that's why I decided to name this radio Black Heart Radio, because those are six goals that I strongly believe in and I live by. And so with that being said, I'm now going to go into the topic of this first episode. And the topic of this episode is as an African-American male in today's society, it has been very difficult to see some of these things that have been happening, especially the most recent killing Floyd. I will do a moment of silence for him and for every other black person that has been killed through police brutality. Thank you. And so with that being said, people that know me personally know how much I've advocated and continue to advocate them. And seeing these last three events has been detrimental to not only me, but everybody else. I've taken a different approach on some of these things and the way I handled it. I sat silent and listened for about a week. I listened to the black community. I listened to the cries of fellow black people. I grieved on my own terms. 
And I just watched and gathered myself, which has brought me here to this podcast to really let you know how I am feeling. It is terrible knowing that the fact that I am a black male already puts my life in danger. It is terrible knowing that if I have a son in the future that also happens to be black, his life is automatically in danger. It may not be when he's little, but by the time he gets older, his life is in danger because of the society we live in. And it is terrible that we have to experience this each and because there are cases that you will see on the media, but there are also cases that you will not see or hear about unless you do your own. And the media picks and chooses what they show. For example, the protests that have been happening, the media isn't going to show you people being peaceful and people peacefully protesting against the No. They are going to show you the looting and the rioting and the violent acts of black people, said black people, which is personally for me, if your reasoning behind looting and rioting is anger and grief, I'm for it because there's something called the pylon principle that I learned through a book that I read in Professor Allen's class, which is one of the professors at my university. And this principle basically says things pile up to then create one huge reaction. I believe we are experiencing that pylon principle and we've been experiencing that and we've been seeing that. So if your reasoning behind rioting and looting is grief and anger, I understand. But my question to you is, what's next? Because anger is a temporary feeling. So after you've let that anger out, what's next? What can you as an individual do to contribute to the Black community and to the protests? What can you do? And to the people that are rioting because it's a chance to get free stuff, I have nothing to say to you. For those out there that are doing that for the wrong reason, I have absolutely nothing to say. All I have to say is you are ruining the image of the Black community. You're ruining the point of the protests. And even to those white people that are going out there, I'm not saying all, I'm saying some. Some of those white people that are going out there and rioting because they think that shows support, that is not the way. I was on a Zoom call the other day with 40 participants and 40 students from many different colleges, and we talked about the idea of having white allies. And I brought up something that the people in that chat did not really listen to what I was saying. I had said, for those white allies for those white people that we know want to help 
we need to understand them and we need to let them know that, yes, they're going to make a mistake. But when they make that mistake, we cannot continue to backlash violently and angrily. And yes, it's easy to do that, but we cannot do that. Because once we do that and we backlash in that violent way or that angry way, they won't know what to say. They're not going to want to know because they're going to be scared to make a mistake. That is a part of being human. When you make a mistake and you get a negative reaction, it puts a certain fear in you of making that same mistake again. And so that's where we as Black people need to collect ourselves and then give constructive feedback. And it's not through yelling and telling them, oh, you know you're wrong, you know you're wrong. They don't know that they're wrong unless you tell them because they do not know. Some of those white people who want to help do not know what to say and what to do. And yes, you may say it is their job to find out, but if we're going to sit here and wait for them to find out, change isn't going to happen. My dad says something that I truly live by, and he says, don't watch what you don't want. So I think as hard as it's going to be, we can't sit and wait for them to change. We have to help the ones that we know are for the movement and want to help. And this leads to the silence piece. I've seen many posts on social media saying to those that are silent, I am paying attention to you. Everybody has a different meaning of silence in that aspect. Some people may mean silence on social media. Some people may mean silence in real life and silence in the movement itself. But that's where us as Black people need to be specific in what we post and what we say. Because if we don't specify what we're trying to say, it will and can be interpreted the wrong way. And then when that person confronts you or asks you a question, then you backlash angrily and now nothing gets done. Now we're just back to square one. And so to add to that, I'm saying just because somebody is silent on social media does not mean that they are silent about the movement. Does not mean that at all. And another thing that I'm going to propose is the idea of fixing within before outward facing. Because we can protest all we want. We can loot all we want. We can march all we want. And we can guilt trip people into changing their perspectives all we want. But if we don't fix some of the things within our community first, we cannot expect another community to change. Because they will use that against us and say, well, if y'all haven't changed, why should we? Y'all have this, this, this wrong with y'all community. What's the point of us changing if y'all ain't going to change yourselves either? And to be specific, I'm talking about things like Black mental health and the divide between African and Black Americans. As an African born and raised, I've experienced, I wouldn't use the word bullying, but certain discrimination and bias from Black Americans, people who are also Black. And yes, the 
the African booty scratcher jokes are funny. But then once you say that to me, what am I going to hit you with? I'm going to hit you with, but do you know where you're from? You may know where your ancestors are from and where your ancestors were, but do you yourself know where you're from? And so then that sparks many different emotions. That sparks anger. That's, it's just, it's, it's terrible. The fact that there is even a divide within the black community. And another issue is the idea of black homosexuality, which is tied with black mental health. Those are just two or three things that we can do as a black community to strengthen ourselves. And I'll use this opportunity to give a shout out to Akon and every other celebrity that has made that trip to Ghana and has seen the museums and the places where slaves lived. That's great. But now we need to say, how can we connect with our African brothers and sisters? If Africans and Black Americans can really work together, Africa has so many resources. So many. Yes, we've been colonized as a continent, but we still have these resources till this day. Like I said, I'm a Christian and I you know, believe in the Christian faith. I am a gospel musician and I was born into the church. And I strongly believe that Africa is a blessed continent. And if we as Black people can use Africa as a resource, that divide will continue to deconstruct and to break. And another divide that's not necessarily within the Black community is the racial divide between minorities. I've noticed that when a minority group is struggling with something, not all the groups are totally supportive. And as Black people, at times we can be greedy because we expect these other minorities to support us. But when other minorities are experiencing similar things, we're not showing that same support that they show us. And that's another place that we all need to come together. We need to show the same support for the Black community as Black people to other communities that experience these things. And the last thing I'll say before I log off, we cannot only advocate for Black people when something happens. I've seen countless posts on social media saying I support or Black Lives Matter. But were you saying this a month ago when nothing was really happening? Why does it always take somebody to die for people to realize that Black lives do matter and for people to advocate? Being an activist and being an advocate for the Black community or whatever community you're in doesn't happen seasonally. It has to happen every single day. It has to be a continuous conversation. You can't pick and choose when to be an activist or an advocate because then that makes you look like a hypocrite. For me, I'm somebody that's always been involved in talks about racism. Whether people die or not, you have to talk about the small things because the small things lead to the big things. Like I said earlier, the pylon principle, those small events, those small remarks of racism, pile up to this huge thing. 
to police brutality. And so we need to start enforcing those conversations, enforcing the white people that we know are against that movement to have these tough conversations. And the ones that we know support us, we need to draw them in and let them know that we know you're for us. We will do our best to understand you and to not judge you for your mistake. Because their mistakes can get frustrating. But that isn't their reality. And they're doing their best as a human race to understand. And white people have oppressed black people for a very long time. But we cannot blame every white person. Not all white people are racist. We need to stop generalizing. Because when we continue to generalize, we group every single white person with racist acts. And that's not true. Not every white person is racist. As tough as that might be to swallow, not every single white person on this earth is racist. And I'm going to leave it there. Thank you for listening. And I will be back with a part two of the same topic. Thank you and God bless. Thank you.